Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org You're listening to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Sasland, and today we're learning Shabbat Tetzayin. Shabbat, page 16. Yesterday, we established that glassware could acquire tum'ah, a word that is often imperfectly translated as impurity. On today's daf, the rabbis have to establish exactly what kind of tum'ah could glassware acquire. The way that they establish laws very often is to take other categories that they already know and to compare the current category with those. So they already know the rules for two other kinds of vessels that may help them to establish how glassware can acquire tum'ah. First, earthenware vessels, clay cheres. In some ways, glass can compare to earthenware vessels or pottery. And second, clay matachot or metalware. Through a very interesting shakla vitaria, a back and forth, the rabbis go back and forth about exactly which kind of tum'ah is more like the one that glass can acquire. On the one hand, glass is like earthenware because it is susceptible to tum'ah, much like pottery. Also, like pottery, glassware cannot get rid of its tum'ah through tvila, through dunking in a mikvah. The mechatat, the purification waters, which could get rid of the tum'ah in metal, will not work for pottery, and they will also not work for glass. So one would think that glass is most like pottery. But there's one issue that makes glass seem like metal, and that is the issue of external acquisition of tuma. And I'd like to think about this a little bit more closely now. Most vessels acquire tuma through aviratan, the airspace, the avir within them. So if we imagine a goblet or a bowl made of any kind of material, that bowl would acquire tuma when anything that is an av tuma, that is a literally a father of impurity or a major impurity, comes into its orbit within the bowl. Anything like a dead body, a dead reptile, the corpse of an animal, these kinds of things, if they even if they don't touch the actual bull, but they come into its orbit, that bull could become tame. With most things, that is the way that they become tame. What what the Bible calls an ohel, a tent, 
if the tent is upside down and it's a bull, if anything even enters into that tent space, the tent, or in this case, the goblet or the bull, becomes tame. The difference with metal is that metal also can acquire tum'ah by having one of those major impurities touch its outside. Pottery does not acquire tum'ah from something touching its outside. If a dead reptile touches a piece of pottery on its outside, it doesn't have any effect on the pottery. But if it touches a piece of metal on the outside, it certainly has an effect and it makes that piece of that metal bowl tame. This same rule applies to glass. Rav Ashi explains that glass can also acquire tum'ah through something touching its outside. And the reason he gives is a very interesting one. He says, Toho kivoro. Its inside is like its outside. If we imagine a glass bowl or a glass goblet, we can see the outside from the inside. It is transparent. And therefore, anything that happens to its outside, it is as if it's happening to its inside. And therefore, the tum'ah that happens on the outside of the bowl affects the inside. So this is the legal idea that Rav Ashi is putting forth. But there's also a very beautiful literary idea here. And that is this idea of its inside matching its outside. We already heard this phrase back in Brachot when Ramban Gamliel set this rule as the rule by which he established who could enter his yeshiva. Ramban Gamliel said, no student may come in unless his inside matches his outside. Tocho kivoro. By the way, you may remember back in Brachot, not many students could actually fulfill that requirement. It's hard to be 100% transparent. It's hard to be as good inside as we want the world to think we are outside. But what's very beautiful here is the idea that the same terminology is used for a student of Torah or for any person trying to act his or her best and for a glass vessel. The same phrase is used. And what it suggests to me, if we try to weave together the language of the Talmud, is that each of us is fragile, each of us is susceptible to things that touch us either internally or externally. Each of us is a glass vessel that must be protected. If we read the next story of Shimon ben Shetach's sister, whose vessels at her son's wedding became Tameh, we recognize how easily every item can become Tameh, how easily all sorts of things can be affected by the outside world. And we take even more care when we imagine that each human being is like a glass vessel who is trying to live as if tocho kivoro, as if his insides match his outsides.
Thanks for listening. This was Daily Duff Differently. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Duff Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.